and welcome to Sidebar. Hey, Jess. Hey, Angie. And today's drink, which I'm super excited, um, it's been kind of like a drink I've been testing out with like a few other people, and I really like it. It's jungle juice. Mm, it's so good. Yeah. It's very like fruity and refreshing and getting me all excited for summer. I would like it to it's... be summer very bad. Oh, same. <laughs> Let's do another clink. Oh, it's because our lemons yeah. are in the way. Yeah, we, we made it fancy. Uh, let me tell you the recipe. We got super excited, so we already like tried it and stuff. But it's very simple, very easy, especially if you have like a big crowd. You can have your own juice preferences. What we did for the show is that we did lemonade, orange juice, cranberry juice, and fruit punch. Chopped up some lemons, oranges, raspberries, and strawberries. And then do a generous pour of vodka and a generous pour of your choice of rum. Mm -hmm. And then mix it up and serve. Yeah, it's so yummy. It's definitely like our easiest drink that we have made. But right. also we got to be careful because like you can't taste the alcohol and all. I know. And I'm just well, like, do, 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 do. I know. We'll see how we're doing at the end of the episode. <laughs> we got the punch bowl with us and everything. <laughs> My mixing bowl is a punch bowl. Yeah. We're on a budget, kids. <laughs> uh, you want to tell them? Oh, yeah. You tell them what our bar snack is. Our bar snack is pretzels. Like I said, we're on a budget. And yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot about the drink aspect, but I had some pretzels. And there's pretzels at bars. I love me some pretzels. Yeah, they're pretty good. Try not to crunch in your ear. You want this pretzel? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I got a little snack snack. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, I don't know about you, but for whatever reason, like my spooky season vibes always kick up in spring and they last all the way to the end of winter. <laughs> and uh, Basically, you just need a little bit of a break from Halloween, and then you're once you yeah once you're over Halloween, you're back to spookies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. And I think it's because like this is gonna sound weird, and it's not something I necessarily talk about a lot because it's just I don't know, like it doesn't sound believable. Like I felt like if someone else told me this, I wouldn't necessarily believe them. But I also don't have a proper term for this. But I would say I'm spiritually in tune to paranormal stuff. I think I mentioned it on like one of our very early episodes, like episode five or something, where we did talk about like spooky stuff around Halloween. And I don't know what it is, but during the winter, ghost spirits who was ever walking around, like they just stop talking to me. They go to bed and then they come up in spring. And someone recently has been whispering in my ear. I want to say it might be two people because I get different like inflections. Is that the word where it's just like, mm -hmm. you know, in someone's voice yeah. and I'm trying to wait for them to get their shit together and like <laughs> make, give me clearer messages because it'll be like someone comes up to me and is like, yeah, and I'll catch something where it's like, I want to say the last time I heard them, they were just like, you need to go to the door. Oh. You need to open the door, go Ew. to the door. I'm like, what fucking door? But then that was it. It's just, I don't know what they want. I'm going to give them their time and stuff. But that leads us to today's topic. And I'm super excited. You want to tell them what it is? So we found some uh, creepy 
creepy stories on Reddit that we're going to share with each other. Creepy pasta. Yeah, we found some creepy pastas. <laughs> uh, what's you? Oh, sidebar. Early sidebar. I wanted to tell you this strictly on the podcast okay. because I want to say it was either two or three episodes ago where we were talking about uh, when we were young tour and I mentioned an old band shirt that I lived in in middle school. I will post the picture later on our Instagram of the shirt that I lived in. It was a bullet for my Valentine's shirt. And guess what, bitch? What, what I found find? it. Nice. And I found it on eBay. It was like 16 bucks, 18 bucks with tax. And let me find. I'm like so excited. Like I showed it to Jordan and be like, can I get it? And I made like the whole thing. is like, this was my favorite shirt in middle school. Yeah. And I've lived in it and I just found it. And That's I'm awesome. super excited. And then he was like, get it. And I was like, oh, I got so excited. I was like, am I going to pee myself from excitement? <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I fucking found the shirt. Nice. I am so awesome. excited. And once I get it, I'm going to post a picture, maybe even make a TikTok of like me now in it. And then nice. me then. I am so excited. This shirt came out in 2009. And I don't remember exactly if it was tied to their 2009 tour. That's kind of when they really blew up because they released uh, Tears Don't Fall. And that's, if you know Bullet For My Valentine's, you know that song. Elijah loves that song also. Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> such a great song. Uh God damn it. I feel like every episode now is just like, what's the comparison between Angie and Elijah? <laughs> and yeah, but I'm super excited. Now, back to creep pastas. Do you want to go first? Because I have notes in a notebook and on my phone. I can go first. I don't, mine I is probably not as long as yours. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I can go first. Uh, uh, let's give you guys, if for those who don't know what a creepypasta is before we just go on our rant, I'm going to look up the actual full definition of creepypasta. Mm -hmm. The definition of creepypasta, according to Google, is creepypasta is a genre of user-generated paranormal and scary stories distributed largely via internet form. Uh, it's kind of like, I guess... The New World's version of, like, urban legends and myths. You know, like, our parents heard about, like, the witch down the lane. Us have heard these creepy stories through the internet. Right. And that's basically what a creepypasta is, if you don't know. Uh, what's your history with creepypastas? Uh, my history? Like, when I found them? Yeah, like, what was your introduction into it? Oh, I definitely would like in middle school and high school stay up late like reading them basically like, on the you know the whole mm -hmm. computer and then when i had a laptop i would like stay up reading d just like because i'm didn't want to go to sleep basically yeah and then the actual the the reddit the, the i like my to find my scary stories on is is r slash no sleep oh my that's gosh that, i haven't i, I haven't been on that in a while like that's i actually where mine is from <laughs> uh when i got into creepy pastas i actually found i want to say it was some theory what was the first creepy pasta i want to say it was like oh i heard some theory about the rugrats mm and I was curious about it, and then I found more information about it on the Creepypastas website, mm -hmm. and then that's where I found Creepypastas. It wasn't until high school where I found the No Sleep yeah. Reddit, the, and I'm no just... No Sleep is the, is the one that I would hang on. <laughs> I actually posted a story on No Sleep. That's cool. Like a real personal story that's on it. Cool. So if anyone finds it, hi! <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but continue with yours, sorry. 
Would you like me to just read it to you? Yeah, because mine's super short. Okay. And so, like, I was going to read it. Sure. Mine's not too long. Okay, so this was posted by Grand Theft Motto is the username. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Where is Wendy? My buddy Sam and I used to have a YouTube channel where we played pranks on fast food workers. I know what you're thinking. We sound awesome. But it wasn't always glamorous. Once or twice, Sam and I had folks run out of the store after us. All we did was toss a milkshake or some water balloons at them. Nobody can take a joke. Sam and I had a good time, though, until the night we crossed paths with a worker named Wendy. The girl really fit the part for working at a Wendy's restaurant. (laughs) She had freckles with red hair, big eyes, and a slightly crazy smile. Welcome to Wendy's. My name is Wendy. No relation. Can I take your order? Her chipper voice squeaked out of the drive-thru speakers. Pause. The fact that she probably has been, like, approached so many times, be like, are you the Wendy? To where she has to be like, no relation. (laughs) Like, that has to fucking suck. Okay. Sorry. No, that's okay. (laughs) Welcome to Wendy's. My name is Wendy. No relation. Can I take your order? Her voice squeaked out of the drive-thru speakers. Sam rolled his eyes. Are we rolling? I checked the GoPro camera. Yeah, buddy, we're recording. So what's the joke this time? A new one, something special. Sam patted the canister on the dashboard. It cost me a ton to buy off eBay, but the views will be worth it. We pulled up to the window to pay and got our first look at Wendy. She really did resemble Wendy's mascot. The girl opened the window and before she could so much as say hello, Sam pressed a button and tossed the canister through the opening. Damn. There was a bang and then a loud, uh, there was a loud bang and then a cloud of fog drifted out. I caught a whiff of the odor as Sam drove away. It was vile, a stench like milk left out for a week in the hot sun. Damn, these kids are fucking assholes. God, I hope Wendy haunts their bitch asses. We heard Wendy scream as we sped off. I think I even saw her lean out of the window to throw something, but I couldn't see what. Sam was cackling. Did you get all that? Did you see her almost crawl out of the window after us? Yeah, yeah, I caught all of it. The viewers are going to love it. Maybe we even put this one on the on Patreon first. Was that a stink bomb? A stink bomb, Tommy? That was a tactical stench warhead. They're so powerful you can't even buy them legally in the U.S., but, you know, I got a guy. I let out a low whistle. We stopped at another Wendy's on the way home to actually pick up some food. Sam and I roomed together in, an, in addition to being business partners. He was the face of the YouTube channel. I was the producer and editor. As soon as we got to our house, I took my Baconator and headed right up to my workshop in the garage to start editing. The next hour passed by in a blur. I only snapped out of my editing when I heard glass shatter from inside the house. I opened the door leading from the garage. Hey Sam, did you hear that? No answer. I walked through the door into the house. It was dark, even after I tried flipping the switch a few times. I brought out my phone's flashlight. Sam, are you alright? I called out. Just fine, Tommy. I, got, I dropped a glass. Everything's fine. It was my friend's voice, but strained, a little off. Where are you, buddy? I asked. In the uh, living room. Okay, I'll be right. No, Sam shouted. Well, it sounded like Sam, but high-pitched. No, Sam shouted. <laughs> then his voice returned to normal after a long pause. No, don't come in here. I'm working on something secret. In fact, could you go outside for a bit? I don't want to ruin the surprise. Uh, sure, I'll take the trash out or something. Perfect. As I walked the trash to the curb, I kept thinking about how strange Sam sounded. 
At one point during the conversation, when he told me not to come into the room, it didn't even sound like him at all. I deposited the trash in the curbside cans and headed back towards the house. It was chilly out and the sky was clear above our neighborhood. I zipped my hoodie up tight, then stopped when I reached Sam's car. There was something stuck to the back of it, a circle about the size of a coin. I pulled my phone out again and shined the light on the object. It wasn't a coin, it was a black and white Apple AirTag. Somebody had stuck it onto Sam's car. They were tracking us. Oh, I rushed... so this is a recent story because that's sidebar. Did you have you heard about some of the cases about those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they're tracking people yeah. like, going to houses. Yep. Damn. Relevant, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it was posted recently. Hmm. I pulled out my phone again and shined the light on the, the object. It wasn't a coin, it was a black and white Apple AirTag. Somebody was tracking us. I rushed back into the house and headed for the living room. A shadow darted out of the greater darkness and slammed into me, knocking me onto the kitchen floor. Sorry, Tommy, is that you? The not-Sam voice said. I didn't mean to bump into you. We're still working on the lights and on the surprise. Why don't you sit down and wait? I slowly sat up, groaning. I'd knocked my head pretty good when I fell. Sam, what's going on? Are you okay? A long pause, and then Sam's voice, the real Sam, but rough. Yeah, we're fine. Everything's fine, but maybe, maybe you should leave. Sam began choking. Sam, I ran for the living room. Three steps in, my ankle hit something, and I tripped headfirst into the floor. This time I blacked out. I woke up tied to a chair in my own living room. The lights were back on. I tried turning my neck to look around, but stopped when there was a sudden stab of pain. Are you awake? A chipper voice asked me. It sounded familiar. (laughs) I shook my head gently, trying to clear the fog a little. What's going on? I whispered. My mouth was dry and my vision kept swimming. There was a smell nearby that was making me nauseous. Or maybe that was the head injury? Oh, poor baby, the voice said. I think you might have a slight concussion. Sorry about the tripwire, but I couldn't have you rushing in while I was working. Who are you? I groaned. There was definitely an odor in the room, awful and growing worse by the minute. Don't you recognize me? A face leaned into my vision. Red hair, freckles, a crazy smile that wiggled from ear to ear. It's Wendy, bitch. Wendy? From Wendy's, I asked, gagging on the smell coming off her uniform. She slapped me. Yup, that was a pretty mean trick that you and your friend pulled throwing a stink bomb at me. I was just trying to take your order. It wasn't a stink. Wait, you followed us? Wendy grinned wider, her teeth stained red. Ooh. I tracked you. The air tag on Sam's car, that's what she must have thrown out the window while we were driving away after the prank. Where's Sam? I asked. Wendy walked behind my chair. I felt her strong grip spin me until I was facing the opposite direction. I began to scream and scream and scream. Sam's body sat on our couch in a puddle of blood. His throat was ripped out. It was rough, like somebody had used a dull knife or teeth. I jammed my eyes shut. It was just a joke. It was just a joke. A joke, Wendy hissed. You think it was funny to come in while I'm working a double shift to throw garbage on me so I'm left smelling like an open sewer line? That's your idea of comedy? Do you know how many other jerks like you I have to wait on every single day? My entire life is taking crap like pricks like you you and your friend, and I am tired of it. I'm sorry. Please don't kill me. I'm not going to kill you, Wendy said, walking behind my chair, leaving me to look at my dead friend. I just wanted you to get a small taste of the pain. 
Plus, I'm starting a YouTube channel. I'll be pranking the pranksters, I think. I've got a camera running in the corner. So how about it? Do you like your surprise? Is this funny enough to launch my career? I stared at Sam. His head was back. Dead eyes pointed to the ceiling. The wound in his neck was so deep I thought I could see a pale sliver of bone in the back. You're insane, I sobbed. You're a monster. It's just a joke, she growled in my ear. Then she hit me across the back of my head and I was out again. By the time I came to, Wendy was gone and the police were cutting me free from the chair. Paramedics had already removed Sam's body while I was unconscious, so that was a small blessing. They never found Wendy and the whole thing got chalked up to a break-in gone wrong. Everybody but me just swept it under the rug. I quit the YouTube game after Sam's death. I could never stop looking over my shoulder wondering, where is Wendy? I live in terror every single day. I found a new job at least. The pay is not great and I have to deal with the occasional idiot in the drive-thru. But at least I get a free Baconator meal with every shift. Damn, he's working for Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that a great ending? Oh, yeah. I read you that think, and I was like, ha! You think that's like a real Wendy employee who's just like, I fucking hate my job. Let right. me tell the story. <laughs> it's possible. Wow. I, I wish you'd tell it. It's Wendy, bitch. It's Wendy, bitch. <laughs> So they make creepypasta. Yeah. So my creepypasta, I I will admit, I got a little swept away. And so I did research into (laughs) it. Nice. And stuff. I was just like so, I was like reading and they were all pretty long. Mm-hmm. And then I, re- I read that one and I was just like so satisfied with the yeah. ending. I was like, there that's was- what it is. Yeah. That's my story. <laughs> that's how I found mine. After yes. I read it, I was like, okay, this one's good. Because there was <clears throat> two I wanted to do and I think maybe for a later episode I'll look back and like try mm-hmm. to, you know, find But The problem was is that there's like Creepypasta, the website, and then there's Creepypasta Wiki, mm-hmm. which is written by fans. Mm-hmm. And that... I do not recommend going on that if you wanted to read a good creepypasta because it's someone summarizing it ah. and it's not very good. Like there's one about this kid who came from a Mormon family, but they use Mormonism a lot. And I can tell whoever was like doing this, like the little synopsis of the creepypasta didn't really know a lot of the religion and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like as much as Mormonism is technically... A religion because it's just an easier way to say the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mm -hmm. It's not the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, there's just two different stigmas and it didn't make sense. And then there's another one. I I know we're not like a creepy podcast, but Mm -hmm. I think you will like it because it's about Minecraft. Yo, I love Minecraft. Yeah, (laughs) and that was just... And I wanted to do that one, but I was like... What if Jess picks it? We didn't We didn't tell each other which ones we were going to yeah. do. We just kind of like, you pick one, I'll pick one, and then we'll surprise right. that's each other. Why, that's actually why I specifically went on no sleep mm-hmm. is because I, I figured that it would be like like more of a, like a broad like range, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like no sleep is so great. I yeah. love no sleep. Yeah, I do too. Um, but this one I found on the Creepypasta website. I will, in the show notes, I'll link the no sleep Reddit tag and then I'll link creepypastas and another link. I can send if mine. I can, get I can send mine to you to, to yeah. link it to. Okay. So <clears throat> this one is called Candle Cove. And I want to tell you the story first. And then I want to give you all the information. Now, 
for my story, it's written epistolary, which means the story is told through a conversation. So you find out details of what's going on within the whole story just from basically listening to a conversation, like oh, a podcast. Like cool. if we, if me and you were talking and we're describing a story, they know the story and all its details from our conversation. Gotcha. That's what it means. Okay. So all of this was is in the format of an old school, early 2009 um, group chat, like on like AOL Messenger or something like that. I'm not quite sure if it is AOL Messenger, but it's on a Messenger group chat like gotcha. that. Gotcha. So... Everyone has, like, different screen names. So I'll say their screen names once when it's a new one, and then I'll just call them by, like, the name. Their names are within their screen names. Gotcha. So the first person who starts this conversation, their screen name is Skyshade033. The subject is Candle Cove Local Kids Show? Question mark. Does anyone remember this kids show? It was called Candle Cove, and I must have been six or seven. I never found references to it anywhere. So I think it was a local, on a local station sometime around 1971 or 1972. I live in Ironton at the time. I lived in Ironton at the time. I don't remember which station, but I do remember it was at a weird time, like 4 p.m. Hmm. Person commented named Mike underscore painter 65 and he's responding to it everyone's now responding to this guy just so we're all clear gotcha um mike says it seems really familiar to me dot 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 i grew up outside of ashland and i was nine years old in nine, 1972 candle cove uh was was it a pirate show i remember a pirate um marionette at the mouth of a cave talking to a little girl Sky replies, yes. Okay, I'm not crazy. I remember Pirate Percy. I was always kind of scared of him. He looks like he was built from parts of other dolls, real low budget. His head was old porcelain doll, baby doll. Like, <clears throat> it looked like an antique that didn't belong on the body. I don't remember what station it was. I don't think it was WTSF, though. That's then, like your worst nightmare. Is I know. Creepy doll parts. Exactly. That's what I was like, oh, maybe this is for me to read because it's going to freak me out. Um, a new person enters the chat named Jaren2005. Sorry to uh, res- resurrect this old thread, but I know exactly what you mean, Sky Shale. I think Candle Cove ran for only a couple months in 71, not 72. I was 12 and I watched it a few times with my brother. It was channel 58, whatever station that was. My mom would let me switch it to switch to it after the news. Let me see what I remember. It took place in Candle Cove and it was about a little girl who imagined herself to be friends with pirates. The pirate ship was called Laughing Stock and Pirate Percy wasn't a very good pirate because he got scared too easily. There was calliope music constantly playing. Don't remember the girl's name, Janice or Jade or something. Think it was Janice. Sky replies, Thank you, Jaren. Memories flooded back when you mentioned the laughing stock ch- and channel 58. I remember the bow of the ship was a wooden smiling face with a lower jaw submerged. It looked like it was swallowing the sea and it had an awful Ed Wine voice and laughed. I especially 
remember how jarring it was when they switched from the wooden slash plastic model to the foam puppet version of the head that talked. Mike replies, Haha, I remember now too. Do you remember this part, Sky? You have dot 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 to go dot 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 inside. Sky replies, Ugh, Mike, I got a chill reading that. Yes, I remember. That's what the ship always told Percy when there was a spooky place you have to go into, like a cave or a dark room where the treasure was, and the camera would push in on laughingstock space with each phrase, You have to go inside. Ew. With his two eyes askewed and that flopping foam jaw and the fish lines that opened and closed it. Ugh. It just looked so cheap and awful. You guys remember the villain? He had a face that was just a handlebar mustache above really tall, narrow teeth. Now someone new enters the chat named Kevin Hart. Not obviously the Kevin Hart comedian that we know. No relation. (laughs) Sidebar, Kevin Hart. If you happen to stumble upon this, you're more than welcome to come onto the show. Unless, you know, some scandal comes out. But I, I don't know. I like Kevin Hart. I think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) Kevin replies. I honestly, honestly thought the villain was Pirate Percy. I was about five when the show was on. Nightmare fuel. Jeremy replies. That wasn't the villain. The puppet with the mustache. Um, That was the villain's sidekick, Horace Horrible. He had a monocle too, but it was on top of the mustache. I used to think that meant he had only one eye. But yeah, the villain was another marionette, the skin taker. I can't believe what they they let us watch back then. Kevin replies, Jesus H. Christ, the skin taker. What kind of kids show were we watching? I seriously could not look at the screen when the skin taker showed up. He just descended out of nowhere on his strings, just a dirty skeleton wearing that brown top hat and cape and his glass eyes that were were too big for his skull. Jeez, uh, Christ almighty, Sky replies. Wasn't his top hat and cloak all sewn up crazily? Was that supposed to be children's skin? Ew. Mike replies, yeah, I think so. Remember his mouth didn't open and close? His jaw just slid back and forth. I remember the little girl saying, why does your mouth move like that? And the skin taker didn't look at the girl, but looked at the camera and said, to grind your skin. Ew. Mm-hmm. Sky replies, I am so relieved that other people remember this terrible show. I used to have this awful memory, a bad dream. I had where the opening jingle ended, the song faded, the show faded into black, and all the characters were there. But the camera was just cutting to each of their faces, and they were just screaming. And the puppets and marionettes were flaring sporadically, and just all screaming, screaming. The girl was just moaning and crying like she had been been through hours of this. I woke up many times from the night. I used to wet the bed when I had it. Kevin replied, I don't think that was a dream. I remember that. I remember that was an episode. Sky said, no, 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 not possible. That was, there was no plot or anything. I was literally just standing in place, crying and screaming for the whole show. Kevin replies, maybe I manufactured the memory because you said that. But I swear to God, I remember seeing what you described. They just scream. Jared replies, 
Oh God, yes, the little girl, Janice. I remember seeing her shake and the skin taker screaming through his gnarly teeth, his jaw careening so wildly I thought it would come off its wire hinges. I turned it off and it was the last time I watched it. I ran to tell my brother and we didn't have the courage to turn back on. Mike replies, I visited my mom today at the nursing home. I asked her about when I was little in the early 70s when I was eight or nine. And if she remember a kid show, Candle Cove, she was she said she was surprised that I remembered that and asked why. And when I asked why, she said, because I used to think it was so strange that you said, I'm going to go watch Candle Cove now, mom. And then you would turn the TV to static and just oh. watch dead air for 30 minutes. Oh, my God. You had a big imagination with your little pirate show. <gasps> and that's the end. That's the whole story. Ew, that's creepy. Isn't it? No. So it was like something that only the kids could see, maybe? Mm-hmm. Ew. So... Some background. This creepypasta, like, creepypasta started to be big in, like, the early 2000s, early Mm -hmm. to late 2000s. And this is one of the few very popular creepypastas that actually can be traced back to the original author. His name is Chris Straub. I'm assuming that's how you say his last name. Uh, You want to read it? It's the SD. Chris Straub. Uh, And he is mostly known for being... American web cartoon artist and mm. the creator of Checkboard Nightmares, Star Slip, Chainsaw Suit, Brood Hollow, and F Chords. And he's also the co-founder of a webcomic collection, Blank Label Comics, and Half Pixel, and co-hosts a podcast huh. with Paul Verhoeven, I'm assuming that's your name, and it's called 28 Plays Later. I looked it up, and it's actually a pretty good podcast. It's a comedy podcast about them playing and testing out video games. That's cool. And it's really interesting. It was so cool to, like, actually hear the author's legit voice Mm -hmm. of, like, who wrote this and stuff. And it came out March 15, 2009. And it took off as a creepypasta. He posted it on the site. When I went on, it wasn't quite working. Mm. But I'm assuming it was promote a book that's called uh, Iker, Iker Falls, A Quiet Community. Mm. And it's a book collection of like short little horror stories. I found it on Amazon and I'm going to buy it and read it. Cool. And I'll let you guys know how it goes. How cool. Yeah. And I I totally recommend checking out his podcast. I think you and Elijah would really like it, especially since it's like about video games mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's it's pretty good. Like I play some video games, but I'm not as big as a video game person as you are. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's really cool. cool. They are on at least I know for a fact they're on Apple Podcasts because that's where I found them. Mm-hmm. But definitely check them out and let them know that we sent you. Yeah. <laughs> and they're gonna be like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I did like a little deep dive because I was curious, like, oh my gosh, what's this about? Right. Um, but there's a picture that's associated with it, and I don't know if it's like his original picture or why it's associated with it, but I know for a fact you have seen it, and it's um, it's like this head that's nothing but teeth. There's like a black <laughs> hole, and there's nothing but teeth. Ew. I'm pretty sure you've seen that picture. I always see it. Whenever I look up creepy pastas, mm-hmm. and I can't look at it because it's nothing but teeth, and I'm just like, oh, uh, yeah, no. But yeah, that was my creepy pasta. Hmm. I like it. Mm, thank you. Cool. What's like your favorite creepy pasta? 
So, I don't, I don't know if I have a favorite creepy pasta because I always liked the ones with like, like the one I found that had like a nice, like a satisfying mm-hmm. ending. You know, I like the ones that it could possibly be real. Like, yeah. do you know about the Rugrats one? I remember reading about it, but I couldn't tell you. It's like. There's, it's like a theory that Angelica like made up all the kids or something, right? Or they all like died or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there's a there's a few. Mm-hmm. So like I think the main one is that um, Angelica she is very mentally unstable and for a little girl and stuff, and she's I guess somewhat isolated and she sees all these kids that. Um, it's like the main group, like Tommy, Phil, Lil, Chucky, and Dill. And it's just like, I want to rem- say if I remember correctly, like all the kids are like dead. Mm-hmm. Like Dill doesn't talk in the show because we're seeing it through Angelica's perspective. Mm-hmm. And when Dill was around, uh, Dill used to cry a lot and she whacked him on the head super hard and he had never talked ever again. Yeah. That's why he doesn't talk in the show. Mm. Um, Phil and Lil, the reason why they're twins is because their mom had a miscarriage and they never knew if it was a boy or a girl. So she manifested them. Yeah, I heard of, I heard that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember what was the story between Chucky and Tommy. Mm-hmm. But I want to say, like, the reason why Chucky is, like, always scared is because, like, when he was alive, he was, like, very scared of, like, doing things, mm-hmm. and he drowned. Mm-hmm. Like, he was scared of water and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he made him very skittish. I don't remember Tommy's story mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And then yeah, there's another know. one to where it's about her doll. The reason why it looks so mangled is because it's supposed to represent her real mom. Like, the oh. reason why Angelica's so messed up is because her mom was, excuse me, like this drug addict that, like, neglected her and stuff, mm. and... She end up looking like Angelica's doll. And that's why Angelica's doll is so ratty mm-hmm. is because it's supposed to be her mom. And the mom that you see is her stepmom. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, another one of my favorite one is Ben. Do you know the story of Ben? Uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. I should have <laughs> done Ben then. <laughs> Ben's kind of a long one. I'll, I'll have to look it up. But a little snippet is that Ben is a creepypasta attached to, what is it? The Marauder's Mask of... The Legend of Zelda. Oh, Legend okay. of Zelda Marauder's Mask video game. And it's about this guy who went to, like, this yard sale and stuff. And he found the game, like, one of the old versions of the game. And he was like, oh, cool. So he went to his little NES thing, his game thing. I can't remember which. I want to say it was on the NES. Jordan knows more about it, I think, than I do. And he put it in, and there was a file named Ben that was saved. Mm. And it, like, corrupted the game and started haunting him. Oh. And it was, like, this evil link named Ben. Huh. Yeah, it's really cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I guess I haven't read a lot of the, like, classic creepy. Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> Creepypastas, like, took over my life. <laughs> and funny enough, it did... And, like, pick back up again when I joined the church. That's funny. And my mom snitched to the missionaries on me, being like, she's reading all the scary devil stuff. Oh, my god! I'm just like, I just like creepy things. That's ridiculous. Yeah, try talking to Mormon missionaries about creepy pastas <laughs> and let me know how that goes. <laughs> we should do, like, 
Oh, we should we should say like real scary stuff that has happened like to us. Oh, for sure. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Let's go. Yeah, Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I have one that I feel like is like made me believe in ghosts. I want to hear. I want to hear. So this is it's kind of sad, honestly, but. Or not, like, I already believed in ghosts, Mm -hmm. but it made me, it it was almost, like, evidence to me that, like, oh, something weird is happening. Like, there's some weird energy going on right now. Mm -hmm. So, I'm not sure if I've ever told you this story. Okay. I think I have, but I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. If I have, stop me. But I was working one night, you know, as a nurse. (gasps) Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, I want to say you mentioned this on episode three. Well, throwback to episode three. Yeah, but tell it again. again. We have, I think we have some new listeners. Hi, who can hear this story? Hell yeah. So, I was working, right? And if, again, if you're a new listener, I, I don't, I still work as a nurse, but I only work PRN right now, so I don't work full time anymore. I used to work, you know, forty hours a week, nights, and you know, yeah, that was my full time job. Now I'm taking a break because it's sad. But so I was on, and I don't think this isn't going to, this story isn't going to be like a HIPAA violation or anything. It's just like a weird thing that happened to me. But I was charge, I was charge nurse. So I was like, you know, the lead nurse uh, for a night shift. And this night we had two patients die. And if you know, you know, about my job, like I'm a cancer nurse, so it it happens. Like, it, it happens fairly frequently. We ha- we'll have a patient who, who will pass away. And it was, you know, it was expected. Like, all their family was there and stuff. But we had two patients pass away. One, and how our unit works, it's like a big square. So it goes, the rooms go from, like, 1 to 24 in a big square. So the patient that passed away was in room 1. And then that was the first patient who passed away in room 1. And then uh, across the way in room 10 was another, was the other patient that night who passed away. So there were already two deaths by like 10 p.m. It was pretty early into the shift. Yeah, I was going to be like, damn, because you don't get off to like 7 a.m. Right, yeah, I do, I, I do night shift 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. And both by, by 10 p.m. both of these patients had passed away. But how we do it in, in the hospital that I work at is... If it's, you know, if it's expected, like, they don't, you know, we're not trying to save them. They're on hospice. You know, mm-hmm. you just Just kinda... make them comfortable. Exactly. Make them comfortable. All their family was with them. and But we, we like to give the family time to just, like, be with their, their family member, even though they've already passed away. Like, you know, say their goodbyes and everything. So both patients' bodies were still on the unit at this time. Where this happened. But the patient that I was taking care of was in room 24, which was next door to room one, because, you know, because it loops around. So, and they were still on the unit. Like, they hadn't been, you know, taken to the morgue yet or anything, because their family was still there. Um, If you know anything about hospitals, some patients are hooked up to the heart monitor and some are not. Mm -hmm. Mine was not hooked up to the heart monitor. Because, you know, they didn't have, they didn't have heart issues, whatever. They didn't, they didn't need it for whatever reason. They didn't need it. That part's not really relevant to the story. But 
the important part is they were not hooked up to the monitor. Mm-hmm. Um, and how the monitor, the heart monitor works is it, it automatically like tracks their heart rate and rhythm and stuff. And it'll automatically send it to the computer. And it'll like, you know, wirelessly chart in, in the computer what their heart rate is. Um, I go, I open the chart so I can, you know, read the doctor's notes and like chart on my patient and stuff. And it says their heart rate is 210. Damn. Yeah, which is super dangerous, first of all. Like, I should have immediately gotten, like, if that was a real heart rate, I should have immediately gotten called by the cardiac room. Because there's a room in the hospital where their only job is to watch the heart monitors. Yeah. So, because I can't be, you know, the nurses can't be just staring at the heart monitors the whole night. There's there's a whole room dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. So, and if you, if they see a heart rate, or a crazy rhythm or something, they call you and they say, hey, mm-hmm. like, just, you know, go make sure your patient's okay, right? Yeah. Um, I want to say for when I was in the hospital with Lyra, like, towards the end of my pregnancy mm-hmm. and I had my emergency C-section, um, they actually just had someone just kind of watch us. Mm-hmm. Just, they're like, you sit in this corner and watch and make sure no one dies. Right. And that's when they noticed Lyra's heart rate mm-hmm. would, would stop and drop. Right. It'll, like go up and be fine and then mm-hmm. it'll take a big drop and then goes flat right and then pick up again right and then that's why i had to have it because it was like have my emergency section mm-hmm. and stuff they're just like wake up wake up wake up right. we gotta go right and that's usually how it is it's if, mm-hmm. if somebody's on the heart monitor somebody's watching your your heart but i open the chart and i'm like what the hell and i go back and it for like a like a good like couple hours it says in the chart that his heart rate's in the like 200s damn and I'm like, what the hell? And first of all, I knew he wasn't hooked up to the heart monitor. So I was like, oh my God, is he hooked up to the heart monitor? And I didn't know, like nobody mm-hmm. told me. So I, I, f- I felt bad because I had to wake him up. I was like, hey, like, I just want to check on you and make sure you're okay. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And I was like, are you hooked up to the heart monitor? And he's like, no, he wasn't even, ho- he wasn't even hooked up to it. Damn. And we, so... And for those who might think, like, you might have known, not known, like, you know, like, I've been hooked up to heart monitors right. and stuff because of my history with, yeah. like, my heart murmur and mm-hmm. stuff. And those adhesive fucking suck. Right. Right. Like, it's it's literally wires stuck to your chest coming out. And I, like, I looked and he was mm-hmm. totally disconnected from yeah. everything. And if they, like, just <laughs> do it weird, like, every time you move, it just, like, slightly pinches your skin right. because of the adhesive. Like, right. they're not comfortable. Right. And they're heavy. Yeah. Like, he would definitely know. And I and I looked. I visually saw, like, no, he's not hooked up to anything. And the other way that it you can track the heart rate is... Because we still need to know what their heart rate is, like, when we check vitals and stuff. And the the pulse the pulse ox yeah. which also monitors your oxygen which will also show your heart rate so i was like oh is like maybe maybe he had the pulse ox maybe someone left it on his finger nope he was completely not hooked up to anything mm-hmm. he was uh, like he he's just chilling he's just hanging out basically yeah um you know he had an iv and everything but whatever um and i was like that's really weird and I took the pull socks and I put it on because I thought maybe it's just broken or something. I put it on my own finger mm-hmm. and it read my heart rate no problem. It read it totally normal. I think it was like 80 or something, you know. It was yeah. Like, you know, a normal heart rate. And then I took it off my finger and it immediately went back to 200. The, the explanation that I think happened is like it was reading some type of energy in the air. Mm-hmm. Because how 
how heart monitors and how pulse ox works, it basically is reading the electrical impulses that are in like your body. So it, it honestly looked like it was reading some crazy electrical impulse that was happening just like in the air, mm-hmm. which honestly made sense if there were two, you know, yeah. beings that died. Yeah. It, like their energy has to go somewhere. That yeah. was like proof for me. I was like, oh my gosh, li- like mm-hmm. the energy is like still here. Yeah. That was, and I, I, I made a little note in the chart. You're just like, like the heart, the heart monitor broke. <laughs> no, I was like, this is, it wasn't hooked up. I like, I, I noted in the chart that cause, cause All if they look back, <laughs> right, right. Cause if they look back in the chart and see, oh, 200 heart rate and I didn't do anything about it, I could get in trouble for it. And I was yeah. like, no, 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 he wasn't hooked up. It wasn't him. I tested it. The thing's broken. Mm-hmm. But like, that's the only explanation is that, it, that I can come up with. It was reading some type of energy in the air. Which to me was like proof, basically. Yeah, you know. Um, I want to say I haven't. I guess that's not entirely true. That I haven't had any scary moments, but like the ones that I don't talk often about are like the ones related to my old job. Mm. Uh, I mentioned it when I did the episode with Jordan, but I used to be in childcare, and I mostly taught one-year-olds and two-year-olds. That was like a good chunk of what I did mm-hmm. at the time, and. It's just, I'm always scared to, like, kind of talk about my old job because of, like, HIPAA and stuff. But I feel like I'm at the point to where, like, it's, I've been out of the game for so long. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. All the kids have I mean, worked. nobody knows who we're talking about. Yeah. Like, even like, mine. Yeah, it's just, like, all my students have, like, grown to the part to where they're probably either in elementary school now or they're just barely finishing with pre-K. Like, mm-hmm. it's been a few years. Mm-hmm. So I feel more comfortable talking about it. Um, there was, like, there was a few incidents at my old job. And I even told my boss. And she was just like, you know, you're not the first person to tell me that there's something, like, weird. Like, Ew. have some feeling about this place. I want to say she might have at one point, too. But there was one incident where I almost freaked out. And I was gonna, I was about to, like shut down the center because I'm like we got a loose kid guys (laughs) I was on my lunch break and usually a bulk of the teachers will take their lunch breaks when all the kids are napping Mm -hmm. we'll just like each rotate and be like you watch the kids sleep and then the other one goes and then swap Mm -hmm. and so I was on my lunch break and I had this closet to where it wasn't quite a walk-in you can like take two steps in and you're surrounded by shelves but that's it Mm -hmm. it wasn't very deep and I was getting stuff out and I heard, like, little feet. I thought I heard, like, a snicker. So I, like, peek out. And I see this, like, little boy who's, mm. like, he, like, all giddy. And he takes off. So I go after oh, him. No. And he runs out of my room. My closet door was right by the entrance to my room. And so I, like, I was right behind him. And I see him go down the hall booking it. And I'm about to, like, get another teacher. Mm. And when I round the corner, he's gone. Mm. It was just this little boy. I want to say he had, like, black hair and stuff and maybe, like, a white shirt. I don't... That's all I kind of remember of seeing, like, this spirit, but, like, he was just gone. He was peeking at me and, like, giggling and took off as soon as I, like, fully looked at him and I chased him. He was gone. And then there was another time where I think the that little boy spirit mm-hmm. followed me home. Ew. Because it was like a day or two later. And I was telling Jordan's like, I don't know. There's been some type of energy following me. Like mm-hmm. there's something like stuck to me. And I don't know what they want. And he was just like, mm, 
okay, well, maybe there is, or maybe it's just like, you know, you're just tired with work mm-hmm. and it's like, it's a stressful job and stuff. And at this time, Jordan and I were living in our old apartment and our apartment in the living room was like super wide and it was two sliding glass doors mm-hmm. to make the whole wall basically a glorified window. Mm-hmm. That was and a nice apartment, by the way. Oh my gosh. I really like that apartment. <laughs> I do too. I miss it sometimes. I'm just like, <sighs> back in the olden days right. when I didn't have a baby. But I mean, I love my house. I don't want to leave my house. It was just less to clean. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. It takes me like a full day or two days to clean this house. I feel. Um, but anyways, so... I was sitting down watching TV and we had the blinds open and I remember it was like spring or summertime because we had the blinds open and we like to let the fresh air come Mm -hmm. in and stuff. And I don't know why, but I just suddenly got the impulse to look out of the sliding glass door Mm -hmm. and I looked and it's the little boy with (laughs) big brown eyes cupping his face and just staring at me through the glass. Well, also you guys lived on like... Not the bottom floor. Yeah, we're on the second floor. And you had a... So he was, like, on the porch? Yeah. Ew. Uh, Our balcony, if you jumped, if an adult jump, you will probably sprain an ankle. Yeah. Like, you'd live, but it's, like, don't do it. (laughs) Like, it's... Because Jordan and I have, like, thoughts, like, okay, if we accidentally get locked out, how would we get back in? Mm -hmm. And both of us... We are both average height for our genders, but, like, neither one of us could, like properly climb up that like there's a good distance to where if you did fall you would get hurt but you wouldn't die Mm -hmm. but it's not something you can climb unless you're freakishly tall super strong or do parkour Mm -hmm. and that was neither of us and i (laughs) highly doubt a little boy could do that too and he was just staring at me with cup face and i I, he just kept looking at me and i was just like hello and he just stared at me he didn't respond to me and um we had another door to our bedroom but it was like a door i want to say and he, I saw him in our bedroom, just Ew. still looking at me through the glass. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. And then there was another time at work where ugh, this one, I don't know why, this one freaks me out the most. Mm. This was when I was a ones teacher. And whenever we close, we'll close all the rooms and have the little kids file into like one room. And then that'll be the last room we shut down. Mm-hmm. And it was towards the end of the shift. I was, I, oh, I was cleaning some bottles. That's what I was doing. So, and I want to say I had maybe like two or three kids that were like on my side of the room. Mm-hmm. And then there was like no one on the other side. Mm-hmm. And I was just cleaning some bottles, getting everything cleaned up. And I heard some giggling. And I just saw, oh, it's one of my kids. And I looked back. Everyone's fine. And then I heard it again. But this time it felt like it was like a little girl's giggle and I only had like two little boys mm-hmm. I think I had like one baby girl but it was like an infant this mm-hmm. was like a toddler like yeah, like Lyra's giggle right and her laugh is so cute by the way she literally <laughs> goes hee 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 or her little ha ha yes <laughs> yeah my baby's pretty cute mm-hmm. I really like her <laughs> <laughs> me too <laughs> um she was asking for Uncle Elijah today. Oh my gosh, he needs to come over. He's playing. He's playing games today. That's why well, he didn't come over. Well, tell him that Lyra's been asking for I him. I will. I will. Because I was just like, guess who's coming over? It's Auntie Jess coming over. She was like, and Uncle Elijah. Oh, that Uncle is Elijah so coming over. cute. Oh, yeah. He and needs I was to just come like, over. Oh, she's gonna not baby. like him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aw. Um, but anyways, and then once I heard like, and I felt. 
Like, if that was actually, like, okay, that's not one of my kids, mm-hmm. I turn around, and I see this little, like, little cherub baby, <laughs> and with black hair. I don't know what's up with these black hair children. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had, like, a pink dress on. Mm-hmm. And I want to say she's probably shorter than, like, Lyra's height, like, maybe to Lyra's shoulder. Mm-hmm. And she went up to my legs and, like, swept by them. And I turned and followed her, and she went around some of the cribs and the high chairs we had. And the high chairs we had it to where it made, like, a little makeshift aisle. Mm. And then it was then it was the cribs and then a play area. Mm. And she, like, went through that. And I followed her, and I watched. And I swear to God, I saw this little girl go through the wall. Oh. I was just like, whew. Okay. Because I was just like, did I miscount? Was there another right. student here that I didn't see? But I literally saw her like go through the wall. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who? All right. One less kid to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> but yeah, those are some of my creepy stories. That place was always like eerie at night. Like I, I hated closing during the summer at night. There was something off. Ooh, you know what's it. real creepy? You know what's real creepy when you have to give blood at night? Because the blood bank's in the basement next to the morgue. <laughs> so you got, so you're like, it's like 2 a.m. and you gotta give blood. So you gotta go pass by the morgue. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, that's not fun. <laughs> yeah, there was um one time, I just needed to like get out of the hospital room. And I want to say it was like approaching midnight. Mm-hmm. And the subway in the hospital that I was at stayed open till then Mm. and it was just jordan pushing me around in my wheelchair because i wasn't allowed to walk yet from the c-section and it was fucking eerie and all the lights are on but no one was around to be like well i want to go back to my room now man (laughs) i wish our hospital had subway we don't have nothing there's no food in that hospital nope it closes at seven Um, the cafeteria closes at seven damn (laughs) right so i've never even tried the cafeteria food (laughs) You're just like, motherfuckers, right? you don't like the night staff at all. Right? Yeah. Well, I think on that note, we're going to close it up here. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. And tell us if you like our spooky stories, and we'll do some more, because mm-hmm. they were fun. <laughs> I got lots of scoop spookies. <laughs> yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Email us. If you need that information, it is in the show notes or on our little website. And mm-hmm. catch a drink with us next time. Bye.